Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning. Welcome into the show, as you just heard, live from the beautiful downtown Phoenix Convention Center it has everything you could want. We've got some celebrity. What is with me and celebrity sightings and bathrooms? I'll give you that story later in the program. We've got the Hall of Famer Steve Largent coming up on the show. The energy is starting to build. The bustle is here. We've got all we need other than Thomas Pretty Daddy DeCelestino holding down the Ford back in New York City. Tom, I just want to open the show and tell you we miss you. We appreciate you. You're missing pretty good coffee. You're missing a pretty good vibe. But thank you for making sure that the, the show gets on the airwaves from the beautiful, busy confines of 345 Hudson in New York City. Thank you, my friend. Uh, you are most welcome. And all I have to say to you, Bill, is happy hump day. Do you feel like you're in darkness right now? Do you feel like you have been deprived of the light of, of, of the Super Bowl? No, no, not at all. I am okay. in a very shiny and bright okay. studio. Well, let me tell you this. Like, sometimes... Up is down and down is up, and cats and dogs are best friends because apparently, and Aaron Rodgers will explain this to us in about 15 or 20 minutes, apparently, Tom, if you just thrust yourself into darkness and look at no light for several days, the world will reveal itself to you. Where is Aaron Rodgers going to play next season? The darkness will tell him, and then he'll tell us. And I'm really not making that up. That's an actual an actual fact. We'll, we'll get into uh, some football talk with Steve Largent. Uh, Kyrie Irving went down to Dallas and was his normal, self-righteous, self-pandering, clueless, tone-deaf, awful self. We'll get into that in about an hour. We'll do by ourselves. We'll hit a bunch of things. Uh, it, it, it feels like every single year, for the last three or four, when we've been lucky enough, and I've been lucky enough to be here at Radio Row, and the focus inevitably is supposed to be and is expected to be on the Super Bowl, something in the NBA happens that just demands and commands our attention. And last night, whether you like LeBron James or you don't like LeBron James, and I understand that there is a complicated view on him for so many reasons, much of it tied up with whether you're a child of Jordan, like I am that era, or Kareem, the man that LeBron passed last night for the all-time scoring lead. Whatever your view of LeBron, it is hard sometimes to separate it from the accomplishments and from the excellence. I hope you were able to pause that last night as and if you watched LeBron James against the Oklahoma City Thunder chase and surpass 38,387 sports uh, points. I can, um, I can be a little jaded. Uh, longtime sports writer, journalist, now I'm lucky enough to talk about sports on, on radio here on CBS Sports Radio and, 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 and television. And sometimes... When you go to Super Bowls for work and you go to games for work and you interview these guys and you talk about it every day, the snark can take over a, a little bit too much. The awe that I forget about sometimes in sports that actually was my kids who remind me, 
go to a home run derby. I'm making fun of it. I think it's dumb. I say it's dumb on the radio. And my kid's joy reminds me of some of the magic that's out there in the game. I put that aside last night. I'm not even sure I put it aside. It got pushed aside as LeBron chasing that record, needing 36 points, clearly intended and succeeded, and just getting it out of the way. And so I, I want to hit on that. I want to talk about that magic. And I, but I want to say a truth to you that you're not going to probably want to hear. A lot of people were mad. I wrote this over uh, at CBSSports.com about five or six hours ago. I feel like I've been at Radio Row for 24 hours, which is great. I love it here. And it's even a truth that I don't want to be true. If I'm being completely candid with you, which I try to always be on the radio, I like LeBron. I've covered LeBron. He is complicated. I have not always liked him. I don't like everything about him. But I grew up in Dubuque, Iowa, and Aurora, Illinois, back and forth for both of those three-peats. I was a kid when Jordan was doing his thing. I am a child of that era. And Michael Jordan, for me, more than any athlete, maybe more than any human being in the history of my life, is the one person then and now that I've looked up to and I have this, this revere and this awe for. Tom, you're probably too young for this. You probably know it, but I used to, with my buddy Ken Miller, actually, who, who, who's a listener in Dubuque, Iowa, he had some of those Michael Jordan. This is old school. We had the VHS tapes of Michael and the Wanna Be Like Mike song, and we played again and again and again and again. What I didn't realize is that wanting to be like Mike, this sort of zero-sum game of, of being the greatest of all time at anything, means you don't want anyone else to be like him. So I'm going to say this truth, and many of you aren't going to like it, and I don't particularly like it. Felt a little dirty today, really, this morning when I woke up to text messages from some of LeBron's folks who only text me when they're really happy or they're really angry. But LeBron James is the greatest player in the history of the National Basketball Association. It's over. It's done. It's complete. Yes, he passed Kareem yesterday for that scoring title. Yes, it was epic and and cool and monumental to watch Kareem, who also doesn't particularly love LeBron James go on the floor, and symbolically hand him that basketball. Yes, all of the notions and all the hype and all the narratives have been about LeBron passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And he did, right? He did. He, he scored those points. In a Lakers loss. I know, I know, in a Lakers loss of the Thunder. But it's Jordan LeBron's been chasing his entire career, and he passed him. I was contemplating this last night. And again, I, I understand that there's, other, there's one guy in particular I'm thinking of. There are radio hosts who have made it their brand, or, 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 or television people, to just be like, I'm on the LeBron team train. LeBron's the best of all time. Who want it to be so. And by the way, it is so. I'm not that guy. I'd rather it were Jordan. I'd, I'd rather LeBron never passed Mike. I wrote a column, like my Brady column, where I said Brady was finished 21 years ago, whatever it was, that, that LeBron would never pass Michael Jordan. I was wrong. History has a way of moving on, of forgetting. And, and those of us that are of an age group that carry the Jordan torch for so long will remember some of the other old heads Making the case, you didn't see Kareem, you don't know Kareem. Kareem has six titles. Kareem has the most points of all time. Kareem's near the top in rebounds. But part of what Jordan did wasn't just create his own thing. It was slightly erase, slightly, and diminish Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's legacy and how we remembered it. And I'm telling you that happened last night with LeBron James passing Mike. I can give you the glittering resumes of Michael Jordan and LeBron James and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It's LeBron one, it's Mike two, it's Kareem three. They're incredible. They're all incredible. Jordan's is incredible. Kareem's is incredible. LeBron James has four championships and four finals MVPs and four 
regular season MVPs. And his fourth, as you know, because he did it a week ago, I think exactly a week ago, fourth all-time in assists. And the guy has the most points in the history of the sport and, and brought a championship to Cleveland, Ohio. But the reality is that the moment last night encapsulates the one thing that, that LeBron has and will always have over Michael Jordan. And not just the recency of it and the, and the recency bias of it. If you put their skills side by side, if you talk about their excellence, if you had to do an all-time great draft, and I've asked GMs about this, several most would take Jordan, a, f- a few were, would take LeBron over the last month that I've talked to guys. Jordan versus LeBron, LeBron versus Jordan, their skill set, is, it's debatable, it's arguable, it's really close. It's part of the reason this is a, a barbershop debate. But you can't argue the longevity. You can't argue the fact LeBron's been there more often. You can't argue the fact that the point of championships is not to win one of them, it's to win as many as you can. You can't argue the fact that the reason, in part, Tom Brady's the best of all time is because he had his seven rings, not because two of the rings were the most amazing rings ever, or six of the rings. And I know Jordan's got six, LeBron's got four. I got it, for now. I got it. What LeBron James has done for, what, two decades, it's just something Jordan didn't approach. And I don't want to get into the whole Jordan made won every final versus LeBron made finals at a younger age and he lost those finals. Should you be punished for earlier, closer accomplishment? LeBron's the best player in the history of the sport. Don't want it to be true. I don't want it to be true. I say that I like LeBron whenever I have this conversation with people. And the truth is, is it's complicated. I, I like him. I think he's a good guy. But I have not liked covering him because he's less of a good guy when you write things about him that are true. If we're being, it's just like somebody you know at work, right? Oh, Steve, you know, let's make up a name. D-Cell's the best. Yeah, Tom. Until the moment you're like, hey, maybe this could be better. How dare you? Not that D-Cell's like that. I'm just saying LeBron is like that. It doesn't change the fact. It doesn't change the reality. And I hope last night, whatever your view of LeBron James, whatever, especially those of you that are right now in your car or on the Odyssey app, right, you're an idiot. You're dumb. You never watched Jordan. I got one of those today. You watched Jordan. All right, man. Sounds good. Sounds great. You're right. I'm making that part up. I hope you're able just to enjoy the poignancy of it. Because, again, there are just times where we've seen so much and everything's the new greatest thing and everything's the most important thing and every guy is the next greatest of all time that the actual magic and awe and excitement, the actual feeling of history happening, you know how the sometimes in those big sports moments or in life when the, the molecules in the air almost seem to crackle and change, those don't happen very often. It happened last night. I was where you're supposed to be as an NBA insider uh, when history was happening at Staples Center. Oh, I guess it's crypto, whatever, arena now. I was at Radio Row because the shot looked better for TV with me and the Kelsey brothers. Jason and Travis Kelsey were about 100 yards away doing a podcast, and I was here till 1 in the morning. And on a stage by myself, CBS signage all around me, getting ready to go on television, watching the game on my laptop, you could just feel the weight and the magic of the thing. And when LeBron, and I'm so glad he didn't do it with the skyhook. And if you missed it, he needed two points. He was almost there. He had told his teenage sons, and, and credit TNT, they, they picked this up in the break. You want me to go get it? He needed 16 at the time, going out of, going out of halftime. I'll go get it. And when it was the moment, he went to ice, an ISO play, which makes sense. I mean, the guy runs, a, there's a lot of ISO for LeBron James. And he kind of moved to the left from the top of the key, from beyond the three-point line, kind of center, and he used his shoulder to nudge a guy, and he did a a LeBron fadeaway perfect shot. And I'm telling you, it was pretty magical. It was pretty cool. The 
Game Stops, LeBron's hugging Maverick Carter and other guys, friends of his when he, when he was younger. His family's there. Kareem comes out. And, and afterward, and I don't know if it's, you know, I, I don't know if LeBron thought about what he was going to say and tried to, you know, sound like he didn't know the answer to these questions. But it was cool, I thought, LeBron James afterwards. And I, th- I think I buy it saying it hadn't quite hit him. Even this is, this is post-game. This is after the game's over what he had just done historically. You know, I had a moment there, but I don't think it's really hit me on what what just transpired. Um, um, as much as I tried to live in the moment, it was kind of a blur. Um, you know, but, you know, looking back there and seeing my seeing my guys back there and being, you know, out there on the floor with my kids and my wife and my mom, you know, um, you know, it's, just a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really cool feeling. That is the sound, that is the voice of the greatest basketball player in the history of the sport. Even if he, and good for whoever asked him, even if he was unwilling to unequivocally say when asked, are you the best of all time now? I don't know, man. You know, for me, um, you know, I think it's great barbershop talk. It's, um, it's going to happen uh, forever and ever. Um, you know, if I was um, the GM or, or whatever the case may be of a, of a franchise that was starting up and I had the number one pick, I'd take me. But that's just me because I believe in myself. I know what I bring to the table. See, that's the thing. Okay, so like I said, LeBron, he, he does know. He's lying. He, he thinks he's the best of all time. And I'll, I'll end with this story because this is 2013. That's a long time ago. I had never done a television interview in my life. I flew to Akron, Ohio. I worked for Fox Sports 1 then. Nice company. Not nearly as good as CBS. You shouldn't watch it. You should be watching us. But that's where I happened to work at the time. And um, they set up all the cameras, and LeBron comes in. And we had a, we had a difficult relationship at the time. I think his, actually his mother, when she found out it was me doing the interview, um, was very, very, very vocally frustrated I was there. But he was in a good mood, and it was a good situation. And, you know, when the cameras are on, the lights are blaring down, guys are anything less than candid, and certainly LeBron and I weren't best friends. Now, my God, i got to ask him. i got to ask him if, he's good, if he wants to be the best of all time, even though I know when I ask these questions or any version to any athlete, their eyes glaze over, and they look over at their handler, and that guy's name was Adam, and they give, like, whatever the secret wink is, or they rub their elbow, or they just cough, or they roll their eyes, or whatever the secret sign is, or get me out of here, this guy sucks. But I had to ask him, like, hey, man, do you want to be the best player? Is your goal to, be, to pass Jordan as the best player of all time? And I'm telling you, LeBron James' eyes lit up. I'm not making this up. This is true. And he got animated. You can go find the video somewhere. And he leans in because we put it in there. And it's almost, it sounds so cheesy. I, I swear to God, it's like he was gazing into the future at a plan that he had and an image that he knew was coming. And he said, unequivocally, before this was a topic, I want to be the greatest player of all time. And I went home that night. Well, to be, to be fair, that night I went out in Cleveland with one of LeBron's guys and drank and forgot to take my microphone off. And two hours into that, it was turn like I wasn't plugged. He thought I was secretly secretly tape recording him and almost got in a fight at the Cleveland bar. So after we cleared that up, several old fashions in the next day on the on the flight home, just thinking about that LeBron James moment and that look in his eye, I went and I'm like, you know, I'm gonna. I got on Basketball Reference, looking at this, looking at that, and I looked at his point total, and I looked at Kareem's, and I'm like, I wonder. And I just did the math, and it occurred to me the guy's gonna pass Kareem someday if he stays healthy. And I promise you promise you if I was able to figure that out by doing, you know, conservatively 24 points times 75 games a year, plus however, you know, do the math, he already knew. He'd already had a plan. This was a path that didn't surprise him, didn't catch up to him. It's something he walked on purpose. Last night was the culmination of LeBron James's all-time goal, his, his personal quest 
to be considered the best of all time. And whether you like it or you don't, I don't love it, but it's true. It's true. In two or five or 10 or 15 years, because history forgets, man. When history's made, it also erases something before it. I'm telling you, the general view of the world, the currents are going in the direction because of what happened last night. He's going to be regarded as the greatest of all time. The debate rages on, but the truth is over. It's LeBron, whether we like it or not. All right, 855-2124-CBS is the phone number. Let's do some, uh, we're going to do some football talk. I'm going to, you know, Tom and, and, and Andrew Bogish, uh, Bogsy and Pretty Daddy over here, like to say that I, I have a, a penchant for, for scamming. I'm a con artist. Didn't do that last night. But I also just end up in bathrooms next to famous people. I once interviewed Bill Clinton at a urinal, and it's just been downhill ever since. So I'll give you my, my, my famous football Super Bowl potential champion sighting. I guess it will be a Super Bowl champion either way. And we're going to get into Aaron Rodgers turning to darkness. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of, oh, no, I'm here. Keep me here. I want to know where I'm going to play next year. That's what Aaron Rodgers is basically about, and we'll get into it next year on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you live from Radio Row here in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona. I got great news. I'm excited. You're going to be excited for the first time ever. Stream the Super Bowl for free. Super Bowl 57 on Westwood One is Sunday, February 12th. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One Station streams or just by asking Alexa, to open Westwood One Sports. It's all sponsored by AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone, the free AutoZone Fix Finder service, can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free. And you get back on the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Good morning, gentlemen. What's up, uh, Mr. Bogus and Mr. Diesel? Oh, hey, friends. Did either of you guys stay up? <laughs> no. To the wee morning, wee hours in the morning. It was pretty. <laughs> no. It was pretty way. cool, though. 
It was pretty. It, I'll tell you what. It was it was amazing. It was really really cool, and I got to really um, punctuate the experience with. I was at Radio Row last night, right? I I came into Phoenix and I needed to have a shot, a TV shot for CBS Sports HQ that looked serviceable, and it turns out a hotel room decorated as if you're in a 1960s horror movie is not the proper is not the proper background. So I came down to Radio Row, and um, during a break in the action. I decided to mosey on over to the to the restroom. And if you guys remember, I once interviewed Bill Clinton in the urinal when I was a little overly exuberant in my what? Wait, wait, wait. Does that count as an interview, quote unquote? I got the quotes. <laughs> Go look it up in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. It doesn't say Bill Clinton said at the bathroom. It just said, you know, blah blah words, who cares? Twenty years later. And I walked in and and there's I think four opportunities for, for gentlemen to, to to utilize the restroom there. And um they were occupied two of the four, but by Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey. It was just me and the Kelsey brothers rocking Radio Row at I don't know what time it was. Ten at night, eleven at night. Would either of you like to venture a guess as to as to our conversation? Based on my history of being really socially loquacious in the restroom. Yeah, I'll take this one first. I'm guessing that you went somewhere along the lines of saying you can't wait for the Kelsey bowl on Sunday. <laughs> That's so, my guess. Okay. I would have went with, uh, do you guys need a third? Ooh, I wish I – that was good. Because <laughs> they also were spread, right? So i got to figure out which guy I'm going to – you know, it's the old, like, which guy do you stand next to? Mm. And I just – I guess I'm a cheese guy. <laughs> you know, I just went straight. <laughs> no, I just grunted. Well, that, <clears throat> that should have been the line. Like, as you stand there and you go, I used to live in KC. And you go stand next to Travis. <laughs> yeah. That wouldn't Eeny, be creepy. Meeny, KC. At all. Um, Andrew, have you ever just decided to uh, – to, to turn away from the light, like literally just have darkness engulf you for a few days so that you can, um, I don't mean being around D-Cell, so that you can just experience <sighs> the uh, the realities of the universe in a new way? Well, I mean, I have gotten an occasional migraine, and that is Ooh. that helps to be in a dark room for a Ooh. while, but usually, you know, take a little nap, have a pill or two, and eventually you come out of the darkness. So it's a limited kind of thing. It's usually only for poor health. Are you are you literally saying migraine, or is that a new nickname for Desa? I need to put in the file. The I don't migraine? know where the I don't know where the migraine comes from. Let's <laughs> let's leave it at that. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was on the Pat McAfee show yesterday, and all eyes or many eyes are certainly trained on where he is going to play next year. His own decision making, and one would think that 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 Aaron, you know, would just sort of think it through and figure it out. But instead, guys. As you're going to listen to here, he's going to turn to a very unique approach to figure out where in the hell he wants to play football next year. I think it's going to be important um, to get through this week, and then uh, you know to uh, to, uh, to take my uh, you know my isolation retreat, and just to be able to contemplate all things uh, my future, and then uh, and then make a decision that I feel like is it's best for me moving forward and in the highest interest of my happiness and then uh, and then move forward what's isolation retreat we're just going into a cave is it just you in there Ooh. and if you're just in there alone do you know how many days you're in there are you taking an ipad so uh, it's four nights of uh, complete uh, darkness what where is it you can leave if you if you've you know you can't do it you can just walk out the door but it's uh, it's a darkness retreat wow. and i've had you know a number of friends who've done it and had some profound uh, experiences and it's something that's been on my radar for a few years now, and I felt like it'd be awesome to do regardless of where I was leaning after this season. So it's been on the calendar for uh, months and months and months, and it's coming up uh, 
in a couple weeks. All right, I have a reaction, and it may just be misplaced because I've seen sunlight, you know, every day for, for my entire life, and I've been missing out. I don't believe him. That was my first thing when I, I – do you really think he's going to go into a room in the dark, guys, for four days? How do you eat? How do you go to the bathroom? Isn't that what they do for people who they put in prison? Like, I don't yeah. understand. Like Self-torture. Like, I don't understand why you're supposed to have this, like, epiphany and know what you want to do for your future. Like, I, make it make sense to me. I don't get it. Well, so even before we get to why this will work, if he wants to do it, that's fine. I just don't know why he has to volunteer all of these things. Oh, you know why. Because he wants to sound smarter and better and and, and guru ear, hoopier than you, guru ear <laughs> than you. Do you really? Be- I don't believe him. Do oh I no, think he- I believe him. And you I think I, he's going to go in the dark for four days? Yeah, for the for the same reason why he said it in your mind. He's because he's going to want to do it to say that he did it and come out with some kind of profound sentence. How do you eat? And once you've eaten, look, we're all human beings. We all have certain realities we got to deal with over a four-day timeline. How do you how do you navigate some of the particulars of of just being a person for four days in the dark? Well, are we sure he's not eating? I mean, he, I think the point is he's just in a dark room with nothing, no, you know. But like they're, gonna, got, so they're, they're bringing him food in the dark? I mean, that would be my guess. I don't even want to ask the question that's on my mind, but how do you... They're just like, is he shower? I mean, shower in the dark, okay. Nah, shower, no big deal. But I get that, just that, get the shower. A, it's just him, so we, the bathroom is, could be right there. Maybe they slide something through the, the prison door to him. A little gruel and some water, and, uh, and he gets through four days. I mean, how many jokes are there going to be about it took darkness for Aaron Rodgers to turn the Jets? I mean, it just took a, a total lack of, of, of light and hope. Be like, that that works. That, 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 that tracks for me. All right. Do you believe him, Tom? I do believe that he's going to do some of what he said. I don't know if this is going to be four total days in complete isolation and darkness. He's going to do some of this. I just had an amazing idea. Now, our, our program director, David Marinick, is sitting over to my right. I haven't run this by him, but he can hear me. And I haven't run it by your wife, Tom. No, but, no, but hold, Just no, listen. Just no. let me finish. Let me finish. I have an amazing idea, and we'll let Bogus decide um, yes. if he decides properly. You need time. We all need time away from our kids. I love my children, Madeline Henry. I miss them so much. But we all need, like, a little. You are entitled to a couple, two or three days away from, from your son, Will, Um if David would sign off on some time off, it doesn't count against your vacation, and I were to pay for it, will you do a darkness retreat for two or three days, and then when you come out and you, you recover from being emotionally broken for six months, tell us what it's like on the radio. One David's day, in. One day, 24 hours. That's all I can do. No, because 12 of you will be asleep anyway. No, no, we'll get, we, two or three days. I'm no, not going so to make it. Yeah, no, Bill, don't ruin this. 24 hours by yourself in a room in darkness. That's a big ask. Even if you sleep for 22 hours. So, one. He said he'll do one. He's doing one. Okay. Um, Can someone just look? I would have D-Cell do it because it's a producer's thing, but he won't. So, we got to just – and I'll try to, but the NBA (laughs) trade deadline is tomorrow. Thank you, LeBron and NBA. By by the way, can we just, like, not do NBA trade deadline during Super Bowl week? How does that sound as a plan? Oh, we're the NBA. How can we make sure one of the biggest storylines of the year gets completely sucked up by other stuff? Anyway, I digress. All right, Tom, we're gonna fi- we're gonna find you time. It's got. I think we should do you do one in the city though. I want you to feel an edginess when you walk in there. How are we gonna get complete silence though in the city? Is it silence too? Yeah. It's darkness and silence. Yeah, it's gotta be everything. Padded padded walls, man. I almost yeah. said padded cell.
Close enough. <laughs> They've got to have a place like this in Manhattan. I, wait, wait. Now I don't know if I trust you guys to put me somewhere safe. No, of oh, course. No, no. no, don't trust us. It's not going to be safe. But we've heard <laughs> this ship is sailed. Trust me, D-Cell, okay? I have a heart. It will be safe. You need to be able to come out of it and go back to Will and your wife if they want. Are we... Are either of you convinced? I'm not sure we've discussed this that much. Do either of you think Aaron Rodgers is even worth it anymore? Like, if he goes to the Jets, is that a... I mean, I don't even know what success means. Does it mean... AFC championship game, or if he goes to the NFC, NFC championship game, what I was thinking about Kyrie last night, and I was thinking about what an amazing teammate Mahomes is, and I was thinking about LeBron, how I do think he's the best of all time, but I don't know if you guys caught this, I don't know if you guys caught all this drama, like LeBron basically basically threw his team under the bus at the press conference, and, and his head coach was like, we lost because we were focused on the record, and did you guys see the clip of Anthony Davis when the record got set, <laughs> sitting down and not giving a you-know-what? Yeah. They all hate each other. They all hate each other. You can be amazing. You can be the best or second best or fifth best NBA player of all time. You can be one of the best quarterbacks of all time. If you are a problem in your ability to connect with people, I, do we really think Aaron Rodgers is worth the trouble? I do. You do? Yeah, I would trade for Aaron Rodgers. That's part of it for me. Like, if I'm the prospective teams, whether it's – we don't think it's the 49ers anymore, whether it's the Raiders, the Jets. Like, if he needs to go on a four-day darkness retreat to figure out what he wants to do as the next step in his football life, like, doesn't that give me pause if I'm one of these teams? Like, I want to know that this guy is all in. I know the talent is always going to get opportunities that it doesn't deserve, and Kyrie Irving's a perfect example of that. I mean, Jay Culler, who we talked about yesterday because he didn't show up for an interview, and then it turned out somebody's wedding is an example of that. Aaron Rodgers isn't that bad, and teammates do like him. I mean, like, I know it's more nuanced. I just—the guy's won one time. He hasn't won an NFC championship game in how long? Ten years? Plus that the, is, those are facts. The play is diminished. He's an absolute head case for any team who signs him. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know if, at this point if it's worth it. Yeah, no, it's worth it. I'll, I'll, I'll die on, that, on this horse. It's worth it now, maybe not a year from now, but it's worth it right now. He's still good enough, and for as annoying as he is, 99% of the things he does don't take him off the field. He's not Kyrie. He's not flirting with suspensions and disappearing the one thing he did that could have taken him off the field was the COVID vaccine stuff. And I'm assuming, we're hopefully, fingers crossed, we don't have a similar situation again next year. So he might be annoying, he might be dumb, but he's going to play 17 games. And he's going to play them better than most quarterbacks still. All right, I'll meet you in the middle. I, I think, Andrew, you're right, but I, I think it's situational. I, I don't think it is worth it in San Francisco where you have a head coach who runs an offense a particular way and wants to be involved in that offense in a very specific way, who has built something that's winning to bring in Aaron Rodgers. I, I think there is the risk that Aaron Rodgers disrupts so thoroughly what you have planned, especially your, your offensive coaching philosophy, that if you have something in place that is successful beyond Aaron Rodgers, and, and that certainly I think is Kyle Shanahan, you don't do it. Maybe if you're the Jets and you've got a really good roster and that defense looks good and you've got – and it's like, who cares? Like, who who cares? What I mean, I know, I know Dallas has a quarterback, but it, if it were the Dallas Cowboys, like, sure, Brian Schottenheimer's the offensive coordinator. Who cares? Mike McCarthy's. I mean, he could never be with McCarthy. Mike McCarthy's gonna be mad. Who who? I think it's situational for me. Yeah, I wouldn't bring him into like a a good a good situation. Con- context matters, right, Diesel? And and I'm with you. The Jets should trade for Aaron Rodgers. The Niners don't have to. The Jets should. 
And I think the Niners should not. I think if the Niners, in their secret deliberations, came to the conclusion that Brock Purdy or Trey, better than Tom Brady, Lance, mm-hmm. weren't weren't the guys, and they were down to one option, you don't go get Aaron Rodgers. He's not going to be. A, he's not going to be a Packer, is he? I don't think so. It really feels like there's a lot of momentum for him leaving Green Bay. I really miss you guys. I wish you guys were here. Bogus, have you done a Super Bowl? Two of them. The very first two of the network. The Niners and Ravens in New Orleans, and then the New York one the year after that. All right, what's a better idea? Should I lobby the bosses here for you both to come to Vegas next year, or should we have a contest and the winner has to come? I mean, this is fun, but it's a long day. Turn off the four-day isolation darkness into a contest between me and Bogish, who lasts longer. No, no. Your job is done here, Diesel. You can't leave. Who would work back here? Pete could do it. But Lottie loves, like, has been asking, like, like, hey, can I do more? Can I sit in there? He's been asking. Asking. Do, do we know a different Pete? He, Pete wants to do balada. 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 I couldn't <laughs> no. get there. I do some balada. Okay, it's been a long work. night. Don't judge me. Balada work. <laughs> All right. Uh, Steve Large of the Hall of Famer is going to join us. Very excited to visit with him about this Super Bowl, about his career, and about what to expect when Mahomes tries to break down, attack, and go at a very formidable Eagles defense. That is coming up here on the show after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from my good friend Andrew Bogish. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Bill Ryder with you. One of the amazing things about being at the Super Bowl and being at Radio Row is the opportunity to visit with folks who have accomplished so much and had remarkable careers and life stories and have perspective on that. So you're just hanging out, Tom, talking about sports, and the Hall of Famer Steve Largent sits down and joins you. Looking great here. Now, Mr. Largent, thanks for being here, man. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. How, what an exciting week. And you're, you're joining us on behalf of, of HeGetsUs.com. We're going to talk about it and the impact Faith has had on your life and, and, and your career, and we appreciate you, you, you being here. Um, I'm just going to go right into some news here because I'm, I'm curious your, your, your view on this as not just a, a former player but an all-time great. LeBron James broke the all-time scoring record last night. It's In the NBA, it's created a lot of talk about greatest of all time and, and Mike Michael Jordan versus LeBron in your sport, in, in the NFL, in something that you excelled at so incredibly – How do you think we should or shouldn't define the idea of the best player in the history of football? How do you even approach something like that from from your vantage point? Well, I I think it's hard because uh, you have different positions that you're talking about. Uh, You have different teams that you're talking about. So I think it's really hard to to compare uh, uh, player to player. Uh, You could talk about the greatest receiver. You could talk about the greatest quarterback. Uh, but you couldn't say this quarterback was better than that receiver uh, or that that is the greatest player in NFL history. I don't think you can do that because you, it's, it's apples to oranges and uh, not apples to apples. Present company excluded, who's the greatest wide receiver you saw play the game who, who's not sitting at this table? 
Jerry Rice. And it's hands sure. down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jerry was uh, just a uh, – he was a great player uh, who worked at his game and to make himself even better. Uh, and I, 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 you know, Jerry came – he was uh, he was younger than I was. Uh, he's probably maybe 10 years younger than me, maybe nine years younger, something like that. Uh, but anyway, I, we, we used to play San Francisco every year in the offseason, in the, in the preseason. And so I got to watch him play uh, several times uh, over the course of his career. And he was just a just a, a really, really great player. And I loved watching him play. Steve Largent here on the show, one of the great receivers in the history of the sport. We're in an era now where the passing game is even more crucial and critical yes. than it's ever been. Yep. And we have one of the two teams in the Super Bowl and the Chiefs who lost in Tyree Kill head into this season – Maybe the most dynamic, certainly one of the most impactful receivers in the game. How did Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and that offense find its way back here, having lost such an important offensive weapon? Yeah, that's a good question, and I, I, I don't know what the answer is. I don't either. Uh, because I think Tyreek Hill was a really good receiver, uh, went to Miami, uh, had a great season. Uh, I don't know how many yards he ended up, ha- ended up with, but it was a lot. Uh, he's a great receiver. Uh, he, he was lost to the Chiefs, and somehow Andy Reid was able to put together the, the offense to where it, it, he did even, did, even, did even better. Uh, and Patrick Mahomes uh, played really, really well. So I don't know how they did that. I think it has a lot to do with the coaching staff, though. Uh, but, uh, yeah, they, 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 were, uh, they, they still have good receivers. Steve Largent, for you, just year after year after year of being a 1,000-yard receiver at a time where that was much more difficult and much more unique than it is today, and it's still an accomplishment today, how much of your personal success was just down to the God-given gifts you were given in your hard work versus an actual idea of chemistry with a specific quarterback that you had to work on or create or just happened to have? Well, I think you, you always have to have the chemistry, uh, regardless of who the receiver is, who the quarterback is. You have to have that chemistry, and that chemistry is built by hours and hours of time that you're spending with that quarterback, uh, running routes, catching balls, uh, giving him a feel of you know where you're going to be and when you're going to be there. Uh, those types of things take long hours of work and and uh, and toil, uh, and and that goes without saying. But uh, you know, I, I think that uh, uh, I had I had two really basically two quarterbacks over the course of my career, and that was helpful. Uh, only having two quarterbacks with Dave Craig uh, being the second quarterback and Jim Zorn, of course, being the first. Uh, and those guys are both guys that like to work hard, and I like to work hard. And so uh, it, 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 and hard work pays off. I know that we're, we're a few days away, and, and, and you know you reserve the right to change your mind, but your gut instinct today, who, who do you think wins this football game on Sunday? The we're, we're all circling <laughs> yes. around. You know, I, I just think that the game is still about you know blocking and tackling. And I think that the, the Philadelphia Eagles have a great offensive line and they have a great defensive line. Uh, so I, I think the bet goes to the Eagles. Uh, but, man, Patrick Mahomes is a guy that just can come out and uh, he, he, he plays really great and he enables other players on his team to play well. So if it comes down to an offensive game plan, uh, I think the Chiefs win, but I think overall it's the Eagles to lose. Steve Largent, the Hall of Famer here on the show. I'm Bill Ryder at, at CBS Sports Radio. Uh, you are working with HeGetsUs.com. Talk to us about that, your faith, its impact on your life, and, and how you want it to impact other people. 
Yeah, well, this is this is a campaign that I didn't even know had begun until uh, this off season and or this season, and uh, was asked to come and, and speak on behalf of uh, the campaign, which is hegetsus.com, and they actually got two television spots, a 60-second and a 30-second spot, uh, during the Super Bowl, which is never I, I, I've never heard of that happening before, uh, but just really to connect people to Jesus, not not the phony Jesus, but the real Jesus from the Bible, uh, and, 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 and be exposed to his confounding love and compassion and forgiveness for people. And uh, so I think it's really a cool, a cool, a cool plan. Let me, let me bridge that with, with something in the micro that's a similar thing here at the Super Bowl. One of the topics that gets discussed, I think rightfully so, is just trying to keep your head on straight. This week, if you're one of the teams playing at the Super Bowl, there's all this attention, you're out of your routine, there's a lot of shine, there's a lot of, there's a lot of love being thrown in your direction. It's easy to get distracted, and that can impact careers over the long term. Whether you're, you're turning to faith or whatever it is, how does someone who makes millions of dollars a year, who is going to be surrounded by adulation, keep their head on their shoulders as a professional athlete so they can succeed in that endeavor, but, you know, but succeed in life too? Yeah, I, well, I, I think it's harder today than it ever has been. Uh, because there is so much money, so much adulation, so much television coverage. Uh, I think it is even harder today than it was when I played. Uh, but it's it's so important for players to keep their head about them, to uh, to have something they can fall back on uh, that is not just their football career. Uh, and I think guys that uh, are hanging their hats on being a great football player, uh, they soon learn that you know, there's a lot of great football players out there, and they're one of them. Uh, but they, they've got to have something else. And that's what, you know, I think that's what this program of, of uh, He Gets Us is all about, is, is connecting people to the real Jesus, connecting people uh, to something and someone uh, who uh, can mean the world to them and uh, can bring them through a tough time like this. Hall of Famer Steve Largent joining us, thanks to the folks at HeGetsUs.com. Forgive me for asking you a non-humility question coming off the king of literally humility, <laughs> but I'm going to do it. I'm so curious on this. If Patrick Mahomes, since he's in the Super Bowl, were throwing you the football at the peak of your career, given everything you did in an era where, where the passing game was not dominant, what kind of a season might, might you have had? Well, I think I would have had an outstanding season. He's, How many yards could you have gotten to? Well, a lot. Uh, you know, we didn't play as many games in the regular season then. But, uh, you know, I, I think Patrick Mahomes, he throws the ball really well. Uh, he's a competitor. I like that competitive nature of him. Uh, but, uh, you know, he, he's, a, he's a great quarterback. And he'll, the, the Philadelphia Eagles better watch out or he'll, he'll, he'll cook them too. 2,000 yards receiving in a 17-game season. If you were magically transported here, would that have been a, a possibility? Uh, it could be. Definitely I think so too. Be. Yeah, I mean it's a different it's a different era now. It's a different league. Yeah, they throw throw the ball so much more, uh, and I love it. Uh, you know, I, I I love the game more today than when I played. You do uh, because of the passing game. That makes sense, right? Yeah. You're looking sure. at like the the perfect scenario. Uh, Steve Largen is a person whose personal faith has has been important in my life. Uh, appreciate you. Appreciate the message. I know that you're walking around making time. It was an absolute honor and a privilege. And yeah. uh, you're, I think, the 11th person in a row that sort of feels like it's the Eagles. <laughs> it's an Eagles I week. I don't know. It's, I think it'd be close. <laughs> it's going to be tough, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Pleasure to meet you. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Steve Largent, the, the Hall of Famer here on the program. Again, he gets us.com. You, you'll catch two spots in the Super Bowl, but you can just go to the website really easy. World Wide Web. Even, even D-Cell can do it. That was mean, Tom. I'm sorry. I, even I can do it. He gets us.com. Uh, we are going to, in about 60 seconds, speaking of, at least from my perspective, the issue of 
talent is great, but, but having a perspective is just as important and holding on to some kind of a compass. We'll get back into Kyrie Irving and his trip to Dallas and, and, and some of the words that he spoke at his press conference that do not, I think, instill a lot of confidence that the issues that plagued him on and off the court are, are going to change with the Mavericks. And we'll, of course, circle back to a whole bunch of NFL talk. Uh, Tom, real quick, I know we have 30 seconds. What a great interview. Steve Largent. Pretty cool, man. So humble. I love my life. If, if I had that Hall of Fame resume, I would not be that humble. So there are moments where, man, I'm from Dubuque, Iowa, and Steve Largent just sat down next to me. I mean, this is what is it's, it is it is all it is all happening. All right, and how's buy or sell today? I, I I know I didn't include you early on. Is it is it sharp, strong, Largent like? A majestic edition of mm. buy or sell. Love everything about that. I don't love Steve Largent using his brand to push something that, that not everyone does. Good for him, man. Faith matters to him and he wants it to matter to you. Good for that guy. Love that. All right. Um, from, from being nice to not, Kyrie Irving's a bum. That's where I'm at. It's next here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 